Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Hey, hey, War Gamers! Hope we're having a wonderful Wednesday. So, I'm your host, Joe Ingram. I have a couple VIPs sitting off the screen. Um, I will apologize now. For some reason, my laptop is not projecting any sound. So, you may say something. I have no idea. But for everybody else in the rest of the world that's out here watching on the other channels, your comments will be seen. So, let me go ahead. And what I want to start today with is that I wanted to focus on there's certain levels. I chose war games. And why did I choose the words war games? Well, in the description on Facebook, the group says it's because most people view sales as a battle. And if most people view sales as a battle, we need to come up with a battle plan for us to actually get through the sales process. So do I believe it should be confrontational? No. But most people do believe that sales is a confrontational thing. So rather than try to redefine sales for everybody, I said, hey, let's just go ahead and make it about the battle or the war game of that. And what is the point of war gaming? The point of war gaming is for you to practice without a customer and how can you win it? And so I've come up with four levels unique to war games and myself, the four levels of the sales process and how do we go about sales? So let me grab Margot, throw her up here. Hello, Ms. Margot. Again, you could be talking. Who knows? Joe can't hear anything. So she still has the mute thing on. So we're okay with that one. But um, Netta did jump off screen for a short time. But let's go ahead and do this. Oh, look, Joe's so much bigger than Margot. Now we're good to go. All right, everybody, let's jump into it because you know me, I want to get things done quickly. Look whose camera came back on. Netta is here, so she's on board. Now, let's start talking. What is the sales strategy? What are the four levels that we need to work on in order for us all to be ready for a sales opportunity and to capitalize on it? Now, this is a little different because for me, I started looking and saying, guys, I'm always talking to everybody. I'm always throwing out some stuff. So I think once a month, we're going to do this live on Zoom where we actually tackle everybody's issue with what they have going on where you can do live interactions and we can I can coach you through it with all the the people in this group there's a lot of experience that we can all capitalize on and so Edward McKay always good to see you you anonymous Facebook user you okay now let me go ahead and pull up a slide deck so we can start talking about what we're talking about boom look it moved us all over okay four level of sales how many levels Okay, so four levels. So let's start talking. For anybody who just wants to get some information and leave, here you go. There's regulations, there's rules of engagement, okay, there's strategy, and then the actual engagement itself. These are the four levels of sales and how ready are you for each one of these? And I'm going to go over each and every one of them and we're going to talk 
about it. And then at the end, I'm going to ask you to come up with some homework and some stuff that we need to go over on this overall stuff. So what is regulations? The regulations that we're talking about, these are the governing rules for engagement. Now, Margo, you work for a company. They have an example of company ethics, company culture, their customer service beliefs. They believe they know how we should be treating a customer. Netta at her company, same thing. Their answer is, what is it that I need to do? What are your overall governing set of beliefs that should be done? So has anybody been, been around somebody whose belief is take advantage of a customer, get everything out of them you can possibly can and make it a one hit wonder? kind of deal where I just made my rent off of one person where that might not be the most ethical thing to do. And so the companies themselves, and if you are a individual person, this is how you know, let's, let's just step back for a second. If you go to work for a company who has a belief structure different than yours, right? How long do you stay? Typically not very long because their whole training structure and everything they're going for is going to be opposite of what you believe and what you're going through. So you have to find that alignment. Now, for those of us that have our own business or those of us that have to hunt and kill everything we want to eat in a matter of our sales month, then we need to understand that we have to have that. And so have you ever stopped to say, how do I want to treat people? How, what are the governing rules for me as a person, okay? So many companies set up mission statements and all these different things, but nobody in the company knows about it. So I want to challenge you to sit back and say, okay, how do I believe someone should be treated with me as their sales associate, me trying to get their money from them in exchange for something of value, right? And some people don't believe there should be a value exchange. It's the most possible for the least possible I have to give. So again, this is the first thing, regulations. That's the first level of sales. If you don't have this, you have no definition and we end up with people going crazy all over the place and we're not gonna get to where we would like to go as a person or a company. The second one is our rules of engagement, okay? So when I look at the rules of engagement, this is what is our defined mission and objective. What is it when you get to somebody? What is it that we have to say? Somebody has to define this and you need to define it for yourself. So here's the things. What is the goal? What is the overall objective? Okay. There are times where you may run an ad campaign, for example, where your goal is just to get your name out there. Okay. That doesn't mean you're going to be making a bunch of money from that. It's just trying to get your name, right? If you go into any ad platform, they're going to say, are you looking for customers, website clicks, or name recognition? So you have to sit back and say to yourself, in the rules of engagement, okay, I now have my core structure belief, which is my regulations. So these are things I don't break. Rules of engagement, what is the overall goal? What is the overall objective that I'm trying to accomplish? So I'm gonna make it as easy as possible. The overall objective is sales, right? What is my sales process? That needs to be defined before we go into it. Otherwise we end up with everybody out there running in every different direction because no one has the rules that they have to stay within on engagement. Now, if you don't have rules, how do your rule breakers actually know what they're doing? 
They don't. They need to have the walls so that they know how to break out of the wall of the box that you're trying to put them in. So you got to define the sales process. You have to say this is a success. Some companies say any sale is a success. I worked with somebody who said, hey, I can come up with a list, cold marketing. I responded back, said, you have a list? Do you have a list of these people? And I propped out what I'm looking for. Yes, I do. That list will cost you 3500 bucks. 3500 for a list of people all across the United States and Canada that hold this job title and this income level, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, great. So I sat with this person and said, let's find out what their overall process is. Okay. Am I a qualified lead? They reached out to me. They got a hold of me. I showed interest, went back. By the time I was done with this person, they made a last ditch offer of 700 bucks. Please just take my list for $700. They went from $3,500 in the matter of about 12 days, including the weekend, right? And they dropped it all the way down to $700. So to me, my question to you is, does that person believe it was worth $3,500 in the beginning? We don't know. They had a follow-up process because he continually messaged me. He continually asked for another Zoom and I had sent him a calendar link. So he kept scheduling himself on my calendar, pop up. And I'm like, nope, still too much. Boom, jump off the Zoom. And so he was like, ah, ah. And so the all he could do was lower the price, but he never once came back and tried to build more value was what it could be if I had got the list at the price it was it was there. So if you can't justify that value, that means nobody has set up for you what the right goal is, what the overall objective is. Somebody showed him what the sales process was because he did a first demo and he knew how to follow up. He also figured out I was a qualified lead because of my points of engagement. But I wasn't a qualified lead at the price point he had. So you have to stop and ask yourself, do you have all of these things defined? If you don't, then you go to work every day and you deal with every customer as it's a one-off experience and you have no end point at, in sight. Okay. So if the goal is to sell, what's the overall, that's the overall objective, then your goal is going to be how many you sell within a certain time frame. Right. There's realtors out there that sell four homes a, a year because they're all over $2 million and they're happy with four sales a year. Most of us don't live on four sales a year. So you have to define what is my overall goal is to sell more, sell more, what more than what? And you have to get back to that point. So you need to spend some time on your rules of engagement with proper goal setting, with how to go through and put that through. And there's another war games that has all the proper goal setting in it. Right. And I think Margo's done several of them on LinkedIn too. go check her out there and see hers. Right. Then we need to get to strategy. What is strategy? Strategy is your game plan for accomplishing that sell. So if you're going to go after accomplishing that sale, you need to prepare your research on the company, the person, whatever you can find. Okay. I was uh, talking with my friend Janine Driver the other day, and she had some great stuff on her website because she's going to come on War Games this month. Um, and she was like, oh, you know what? You need to be going out and looking for what are the likes and dislikes of a person that you can find on social media. 
And then she said, write an email that starts with, you know, I too like, and then put two of their likes in it. And if you can find a dislike and say, but I dislike losing money every month and that's why blah, blah, blah. And so she threw out this and she said, you'll get so much more engagement. And I was laughing. I was like, but that's the research part most people don't do. Most people aren't going out there. Now, Cargo Margo, LinkedIn, how easy is it to, to actually go and research somebody and find out what they've done, what they're doing, right? And nowadays, it's more like a Facebook post that tells you all of the things that they know, okay? So if you look at that, I want you to go and research that person. Research the company. Find out what you can. Again, strategize what your approach is. What is it that you're going to be doing to help that individual to solve a problem, right? Or to increase revenue, reduce time, anything that you can find within there that you're looking for. If you go out on LinkedIn or you go out on their social media pages, a lot of times you'll see what they're complaining about. Oh my God, turnover again. How many people does it take to find the right person? Now, what do you know? You know, they have an issue with turnover, which means can you solve that problem or can you connect them to somebody who could solve that problem? Now I become a value added advisor and that role comes to me more as a challenger instead of being the person who is a actual just a salesperson for them. OK, now accusation audit. I stole that from Black Swan. OK, you need to before you go into any kind of meeting, you need to identify what it is that they're going to think about you and what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So what is that person who's trying to sell me something trying to do? Sell something. Okay. But that person you're going to have, they're going to have preconceived ideas. So if you can flip yourself onto the other side of this camera where you're sitting here and I'm sitting down listening, going, what is, what is this guy's angle? What is it he's trying to do? Okay. So if you can do that, then you can prepare your accusation audit, which is for you to summarize to them what you believe they would be feeling. Okay. So when I walk into somebody, I go, you're probably thinking I'm going to try and sell you as hard as I can and make the most money possible. That's what you believe right now. Okay. But you couldn't be further from the truth because what I'm actually trying to accomplish is to find out if we're a good fit because I don't want to work with people that aren't a good fit. I don't want to be the person that you entrust to come in and then don't like because we don't match and we didn't take the time in the beginning to do this. So when you throw out the accusation on it, is that you probably feel this way. Everybody who's in that room that feels that way goes, oh, yeah, you jack. Right. And so if they're going to do that, if you start it, then I've already built a step towards rapport by identifying how they feel. And every one of those accusations that I can come up with, I need to hit all at that same time. Okay. And you want to give it all to them that way. But if you wait till you get there to come up with what is it that they can possibly say to me or could feel, you're not going to be ready. So you're going to have to have all of this stuff done. How do I begin? What is it that I'm looking for? And how do I deliver the accusation on it? How do I identify what it is they're doing? Should I hit them up and tell them this is what I think their issues are? Or should I wait until they tell me? All of these things you have to do and strategy is crucial for what you do. The best part is once you get in the groove, you can just duplicate this over and over again in your sales strategy. Because if it works, it works. If it doesn't, stop doing it. Okay, so looking now, jump over to number six, engagement. 
This is the fourth step in the process, which is engagement, which is now hand-to-hand combat. This is us in the battle itself, okay? This is you doing your sales presentation. This is you handling the objections. Where should you have defined the objections before? In the step prior, okay? You should have set it up in the step prior in your rules to say, is this what what we did. So over here in the strategy part, I should have already identified it. I already know what to do with my rules of engagement because I've already defined all the stuff I need to do. My strategy already had me working out potential objections. So I should be doing that. Now I'm talking about their point of pain. Now I'm talking about the solution I provide. Now I am giving them what is the end state. Okay. So what does it look like at the end of this ordeal? Okay. Alex Hermosi always says, Hey, look, don't sell them on TSA and going through all of the crap at the airport. Sell them on Hawaii, right? I'm selling you on the vacation, not the Uber that's late, not the running through the airport, getting frisked, doing all the stuff, having a plane be late. You don't sell on that. You sell on the end result, which is Hawaii. And so you've got to define that end state and get it to the point of being. You have to have that call to action, which means you have to define next steps. And too often, most people don't define next steps. If you're doing everything right, the person you're sitting across from should look at you and say, what are the next steps? What are the next steps for us to move forward? If you aren't defining it right, then you have to say the next steps for us is going to be this, this, and this. Okay. Now I'm that person that assumes, of course, if you're still at this point in time and haven't kicked me out, we're going to go for the sale. So I'm going to say, and what's the best email address I send the agreement over to? And I'm going to send you the agreement. Okay. If I'm sitting with you and I have the agreement, I'm going to say, here it is. And I'll slide it across. Okay. Next thing left is just for you to sign this and get you calendared. Let's do this. And so it's all about getting them to that point of engagement. So once I'm in engaged, but please understand the three steps prior to this is where everybody fails. Everybody fails because you walk in to this part, which is I'm engaging and I'm going to wing it. And the fact that we are salespeople believe that we're good enough to wing it because we only keep track of the successes. We're not keeping track of any of the failures. Because the failures, you know whose fault the failure is? The prospects. They weren't smart enough to buy. It wasn't that I did anything wrong. It's always on the prospect. Okay. The second you decide to own it and say, well, there should have been something I can do. Okay. And this is where you'll find it. So you need to keep track of every no close opportunity. If you didn't close, you need to know why. Okay. Most people that deal with me and say, hey, Joe, can we have a conversation? will know that my Zoom is set to record. You have to tell me, Joe, can you turn off the recording? Because after we're done, I upload it to Google Drive and I send it over to you in a copy just to say, by the way, this is what we discussed. So if I gave you action items, I gave you things to do, you now have it. You can't go, oh, I forgot. More importantly, I don't forget. I go back and replay it as game film. Whenever I'm dealing with somebody, I'm like, okay, what could I have done better here? Ooh, look, I totally missed this the first time when I said this. And they went, right? I should have saw that, but I didn't. So what is it that I could change and be better with that? Okay. So here's the last thing. Here's our action plan. And this is for everybody who's watching. I don't care if it's replay or not. Okay. I want you to define your company ethics 
and beliefs towards prospects and customers. So if it's your company, you define it. If you work for a company, I want you to define yours. What is it that you believe that you should be handling with prospects? What's your main goal and your customers? And post it up where you can see it. Okay. Most places, I'm going to tell you, I, I was going to tell you, I ran a dealership and we had the mission statement up and down the hallway in finance. Not one person could tell us what it was because it just became decoration. It was like, oh, there's pictures of employees each standing by one of the pillars, but nobody knew what they were, right? You could say, go um, go read the Rosie pillar. And then they just knew to go look at Rosie and read the pillar. But they didn't, nobody memorized it. Nobody internalized it because everybody thinks we have our own stuff to do. Okay. I want you to write down your individual and company targets by year, month, and week. Okay. So are you on pace? So you should be checking three times prior to the end of the month every week to say if you're on pace. But if you don't know what you're supposed to do at the end of the year, and it can be monetarily, decide I want to make 250 grand this year. Okay. Well, if each deal pays you five grand, start mapping out how many deals you need every month. It's, it's going to be that way. And then you go down. So this is my monthly goal. Okay. Divided by four. This is what I have. Okay. And then you luck out on those months that give you four and a half to five weeks. Okay. Based on the calendar. So you need to define that. Okay. I want you to find an accountability partner. This is where most people will mess up too. Cause I don't want to find an accountability partner. Cause then I have to be accountable. I can hold myself accountable. Uh-huh. Right. So if you can hold yourself accountable, for one, you probably wouldn't be in this on this show. You're sitting there going, dude, I'm already making so much money. I'm on this, the south of France on my yacht, right? Drinking wine and waiting for my helicopter to fuel up. So all of these things, guys, we all need it. It's missing in almost every area of everyone's life. And you need to sit back and say, where do I find my accountability partner? Where do I find that? And once you find that, I want you to send them the two things you wrote down above. What you define for your prospects, customers, and what is your individual goal. Okay. So like, for example, I know that Ty, the car guy, what his goal is. Ty, Ty reports to me on accountability wise all the time. He just sent me before the meeting. <laughs> Look at this. Right. He had the biggest month ever last month. And, and he made a bunch of money and I'm very proud of him. And But he's doing the things and investing in himself in many different masterminds and going through because he wants to be held accountable. Okay. Determine the steps needed to prepare for your next selling opportunity. Okay. What does that sound like? Strategy, right? What steps do I need to do? Utilizing my sitting back and going, okay, if I utilize my, what are my regulations? Right. And I step back into the process. What am I supposed to do? Rules of engagement. And now I got to go with the strategy and find out what I need to do. So these are what I need to do. Find out what you need to do before the next time, which is doing all that research, finding out the stuff so you have a better sales opportunity. And then I want you to capture all objections and review anything that's a no close with your accountability partner. If someone needs an accountability partner, DM me. Okay. Within this network, you can go put a post in more games and say, I need, I need an accountability partner and watch how many people will jump in and go, let's hold each other accountable. Okay. Because that's how we win. We don't have to be in the same industry. We don't have to understand everything. Sales is sales. The products are different, but sales is about people. Sales is about solving issues. Sales is about your belief in your product, but it's about all four things when you look at it. Okay.
It's about regulations, rules of engagement, strategy, and your overall engagement once you've made the rules and defined what you have. So I get no questions out here in the world. Unless Margo has a question, she could possibly have a question. But I get the shirt. But I do have it on my phone. So, but nothing, nothing. We're good. No, fantastic. I want to see accountability partner things in the Facebook group. What's up, Margo? You can do it on LinkedIn. So, but <clears throat> otherwise, everybody, I want to say, hey, it's all creeping up on two thirty. I made it under the time frame. It's amazing. Love when that happens. Let's get rid of this one here and remove it. So thank you to the VIPs. Appreciate everybody for paying attention, going through. I'd appreciate it more if you took action and so would your wallet. So as always, go out and sell something. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>